Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Born on the First podcast. I am your host, Brenna, and yes, I was indeed, fact, born on the first, hence the name if you didn't already know. Um, But anyway, this week, well, I spent a lot of time on my phone because I was booking Airbnbs. Um, so Spencer rolled over one morning, sometime last week, I can't even remember, and said, you want to go on a road trip? And I'm like, um, when and like where and where did this come from? So we've always wanted to go up and like do some national parks. Um, of course, Spencer has this like fascination with Montana, always talks about it, says he wants to live there. And I asked him, And, like, he wants to visit and go there all the time. Oh, it's so sick out there. And I asked him, like, oh, have you ever, like, been? And he's like, oh, I've driven, like, through it to go up to Canada one time with my parents. And that's about it. Like, we didn't really, you know, stop there for a few days or something. So, I don't know. Maybe I should ask him. But he, like, has this fascination with Montana, which... I, I'm, I'm okay with it, you know, it's, I'm not gonna argue, or it's, like, not that I don't have a fascination for it, it's just, it's just a random, I thought it was just, like, a random, like, place where he was just, like, let's go, and I'm, like, okay, so anyway, um, the, long story short, like, the time that we have coming up to go on a trip would be literally, like, the first week of May, and as you guys know, it's mid-April, so that's what I have been doing all week is booking Airbnbs for a road trip because it'll be too cold to take the trailer and go camp, like, camp at a campground. Um, so we did Airbnbs, and then a lot of the parks that we we're going to see aren't even fully open yet. Like, they're partially open but not fully open because of the weather and stuff like that, so I'm like... I'm excited. Um, We won't be able to go and see like all of the parks, but we'll be able to see portions of it, which will still be cool because I know we can always go back another time and see more of it. But I'm really excited because like ever since he started hyping up visiting Montana, like we always, um, you know how your phone listens to you. So like (laughs) I always see TikToks and stuff of Montana, like like travel travelers who have like, you know, a following post their cool like TikTok videos or whatever or YouTube videos of of their vlogs um visiting like Montana like all those other wherever the fuck they go you know you get what I'm saying so anyway he's really hyped it up for me so I'm really excited to go um and I really I didn't want to stay in a hotel because um I wanted to like really get the feel of it and I grew up going camping over summer whether we were beach camping or whether we were camping in the woods in a cabin or anything like that so I really wanted to get the whole experience so we booked two cabins one cabin is going to be closer to Glacier National Park and then the other cabin is going to be down um, in the south close to the north entrance of Yellowstone National Park as well so that'll be really fun um We're going to stop in Utah on our way to see some family, of course, because that's like kind of the halfway point is um, Utah, and it just so happens that we have lots of family there, Um, some on his side, some on our side, and if you didn't know already, yes, of course we are Mormon. Um, I mean, who else has that much family in Utah and they aren't Mormon, you know what I mean? But anyway, so yeah, I've been booking Airbnbs and planning, and since it's super... um, 
nice here. Well, we had like this weird funky week, but like the weather is going to be nice again. Um, here, if you guys didn't know already, we live in San Diego County, like east as it gets, San Diego County. So, um, it's been really nice weather here. So I figured like I could totally like, I'm super antsy when it comes to trips. Um, like ever since I, I was younger, as soon as I knew the trip was coming up or anything like that, I would pack immediately and I'd always be packed like a week, two weeks in advance for no good reason. And so since it's nice weather right now and the girls aren't really wearing um, long sleeves and pants, I'm like, I could totally, and they have a lot of clothes. We are very blessed with all the clothes they have, I might add. But um, I could totally, I could totally pack their bag right now and we'd be set because they're not gonna be using those clothes right now anyway because it, obviously it will be colder up there. Um, I haven't yet, but I'm like trying to like, okay, slow down. Like you still have two weeks before you leave. You don't need to be like crazy, but that's how I am kind of. And so I really want to like, you know, I'm very antsy and excited as you can tell. So yeah. And then I just got done. I came from working out and I know I like talk about that every single time, but that's seriously like, that's my, um, new thing now, which if you follow me on my personal page, you'd see like, before like my mom my sister um my like some of my other like friends and co-workers when I um my parents used to own a restaurant um they would work out and talk about working out and they don't be like why don't you do this Brennan and I'm like yeah no like never have has I've never been into working out or anything like that and so I'm now I'm like totally all about it and I feel like a poser because I was never like this before so Anyway, if you want to call me a poser, go for it. But just know I'm making, I'm making gains. Okay. Okay. So today, since Mother's Day is in a few weeks, um, I kind of wanted to do like a little series of, um, Mother's Day episodes, like episodes geared towards mothers, um, women who are pregnant um, whatever stage of motherhood you're going through, I kind of wanted to do like, um, a few episodes on that because I, uh, I just learned so much when I first got pregnant with, um, Juliana. I, and, okay, I say Juliana, but then everyone else calls her Juliana, but that's another story for another day. So if you ever hear me saying Juliana or Juliana, um, just ignore me. It is supposed to be Juliana, but it's spelt like Juliana. But I don't mind if people say Juliana. Like, I'm not going to correct you. Like, it's a Anna, Anna thing. Like, it's the same, like, I'm, or a, uh, Diana or an Deanna. Like, I guess that's different, sure. But for me, if you call her Juliana, don't feel like you have to correct yourself and, Julie, and say Juliana. I don't know. I'll probably get shit for that. I get shit for that all the time. Everyone's like, what's her actual name how do you actually say it yeah it's juliana you fucking know that i already told you it's juliana spelled like juliana because i didn't like the two ends but if you say juliana i won't give a fuck okay i got that out of my system now but anyway i wanted um i was asking a lots and lots of questions when i first got pregnant with her because 
like I've seen my aunts like I've been around them when they were pregnant and I was around Brittany when she was pregnant with my sister and my friends like you know kind of around them not really like totally in their like in all the details but you know you've been around pregnant people but you know you don't know those the things all the things until you're actually pregnant like and so when I got um pregnant with Juliana it was planned and we probably we probably conceived like the week of our wedding um because we had been like trying to conceive for a while um Spencer proposed to me and like we started trying to conceive and that's why we got married so fast we were originally going to get married in like September or October uh, we got um engaged March 31st so we were originally going to do September October like six seven months and then we started trying to conceive and we're like well we should might as well just like get married sooner and I mean we already lived with each other anyway too so that wasn't like a, anything that needed to be figured out so we kind of like rushed and got married pretty quick and then a few weeks so we got married at the beginning of July and at the end of the end of July is when I took the um my pregnancy test and found out that I was pregnant with her um and I found out really early because I was instantly sick like very bad and you know how when you get pregnant you usually don't want to tell people until after you've gone to your like you know your appointment from like eight to ten weeks you get the confirmation sonogram and then like at 12 weeks and 14, 12 to 14 weeks is when you're more like in the clear from miscarrying or anything like that. Um, so it's always better to tell people later on after kind of after your first trimester for that reason. But I was so sick. I was working at the cafe. So I was around food all the time. It was really bad. And so I had to tell I had to tell people, like literally everyone that worked at the cafe knew, not even just my mom and my sister, everyone knew because it was so hard to hide. And I just remember telling myself like, well, you know, if something were to happen, I know that I would have a support system behind me rather than like not telling people and then something happening and then me feeling like alone and having to explain, you know, what happened. So it was kind of nice that a good amount of people knew off the bat so anyway I was like very sick I was sick probably until like 16 17 weeks so usually like a little bit past the first trimester usually like once you get past the first trimester you're in the clear it took me a few more weeks and then I finally felt better I still had aversions throughout my pregnancy I would still like randomly throw up or randomly get sick so it was funny because when like Everyone thinks pregnant women, they think, oh, morning sickness, and then, like, you eat a lot, or either, like, morning sickness, or you eat a lot, you have a lot of cravings. I had not, like, one craving whatsoever when I was pregnant because I just, I had a lot of food aversions. Nothing in particular that I can, like, remember off the top of my head, but I just remember, like, not wanting to eat, like, anything. And I lost, um, quite a bit of weight between, like, right when I found out and, my like second trimester like my first trimester I lost I don't know how much weight but I did lose like a decent amount like you could see it um in my stomach and stuff and it's funny because when I got pregnant with Tatum as well I noticed that too is like because I wasn't that nauseous or like sick with Tatum like yes a little bit but not as severe as Juliana and so 
when I got pregnant with Tatum, the same thing happened. Like I like got really slim before I like got my bump and I'm actually like super grateful for that. But like, um, so yeah, it was just very interesting. And then the more you learn, like when I <laughs> went to go get my, um, sonogram, like my confirmation, I keep saying sonogram. I don't know if it's sonogram or ultrasound. Is I think they're not, they're probably not interchangeable, but I'll probably jump back and forth saying the two because to me, like in my head, they're the same thing. But when I went to go get my confirmation ultrasound, I didn't realize like that they like stick that like dildo thing up you. And I'm sorry if anyone's listening and like feels uncomfortable hearing that, but like they like stick this thing up, <laughs> up you instead of doing the belly because when they're that little, you can't sometimes most of the time you won't be able to like, they won't be able to detect it. And so they like stick that thing up you. Yeah. Why the fuck did no one tell me that? Like I was like, not like, like prepared for it. Not saying that it was like super awkward, but like, wouldn't you think you would prepare someone for that? Like even on the phone say like, just so you know, this will be uh blah, blah, blah. And like kind of explain it over the phone so that you're prepared. Like I'm just saying, and I know other places to different places do have different procedures or whatever, but I was just like, what the hell? And then another thing too is people hype up the glucose drink like it's horrible, but it wasn't that bad. I don't even remember what flavors I had for either of the girls, but I do remember that I had different flavors and they weren't that bad. Like, I don't, maybe it's just me. And this is coming from someone who was pretty much sick the whole time or like the majority of the time did not feel good. And so I'm like really surprised that people like really hype that up that drink for you saying it's like horrible. And another thing people hype up for you is like the epidural. The epidural was like a bee sting, guys. It's not a big deal. Yeah, the needle is fucking huge, but most places won't even let you see the needle for that reason. And you have to sit. The only thing that I will say is like really hard about the epidural is that, you know, they like have you hunch over. They have you hunch over. Um, most of the time, they'll probably like give you a pillow to like kind of hunch over onto. And then like you can have your partner be like stand like you know facing you so like your foreheads can be touching or something if like for a visual and they give you the the epidural and it's really like not that bad and I didn't have a problem with it either time the only thing that's hard about it is you they try to do it in between contractions but sometimes you don't know what the fuck your contractions are doing like and depending on when they give you the epidural like your contractions can be speeding up rapidly and like you won't know that your contraction is coming you'll be like oh good I still have three minutes and then when reality you have like one minute or something those are just like crazy numbers like estimated numbers for me talking so like don't try to get all like fact check on me okay but anyway so yeah the epidural wasn't bad and I, this is all like personal experience as well. I am going to have another episode where I like read about like more mothers and their advice and whatnot, but this is all just personal experience. So just to preface that, because I, I didn't preface that in the first part. Um, and I, I feel like, um, it's almost like the, the contractions are worse after you give birth versus before you give birth in a weird way because like you get you contract and 
I heard it gets worse with each child as well. When you, your uterus obviously contracts back down after you have the baby. And so I feel like those contractions are worse than the contractions that you're having while in labor, if that makes sense. And then they call it the ring of fire for when you give birth. Like the epidural doesn't help your ring of fire. The epidural just helps with your contractions. And so the ring of fire is like, was what they call it, is obviously, I hope I don't have to really explain this too much, but your your vagina literally is like a ring of fire when the head's coming out and you're pushing. So I just had to, uh, like, I wanted to give more in-depth things to, like, I don't want to scare people who are pregnant or who are going to be first-time moms, but this is shit no one told me about, okay? So... But yeah, the ring of fire, it doesn't hurt that bad. Like, yes, there's a burning and like, hello, hence the name, but it's, it's not unbearable, I don't think. And, um, then another thing that this is like more pregnancy related, um, is the mucus plug. So your mucus plug, sometimes you'll notice it, other times you won't, other times you'll lose it while you're in labor, so you won't even see it. I've never had experience with seeing my mucus plug, so I'm assuming mine just kind of happened when I was in labor, but your mucus plug is basically what it sounds like. It, when you do, it can regrow too, but if you do lose your mucus plug, that's like kind of a sign that like labor is coming, and, but Sometimes women lose their mucus plug early and it'll like regenerate itself. But if you're in the window of going, you know, almost full term and you lose your mucus plug, that means like things are starting to happen down there. And so for me, I had uh, Juliana at 40 weeks and six days. So I always just say 41 weeks because it was basically 41 weeks. And then I, I got in... Well, I got induced with Tatum, but, like, as they were, like, inducing me before they even gave me Pitocin, I, my contractions started to become, like, consistently, like, five minutes apart, I think. So, I was, like, kind of starting to go into natural labor with Tatum anyway. Um, but my babies are very, are late bloomers (laughs) when it comes to, um, wanting to come out of the womb. Um, and I know, like, my sister-in-laws and, like... Um, my mother-in-law, they all have their babies like quite early at like 37 weeks or sooner or sometimes even 38, 39 weeks, but like 37, 38 weeks is usually when they have their, their children. And so I feel it has to be like, I don't know if this is like fact, but I feel like it has to be somewhat like genetic or in a way or how your body like carries the child. Like it has to be something like that. And so, because, like, my mom, all of us were, like, came really late, too. And so, when I knew that my mom, like, all of us came late for my mom, I knew I was pretty doomed, (laughs) which kind of sucks because I was on my feet all the time. I didn't exercise, but I was on my feet all the time, walking, standing, and then near the end, um, I would start doing, like, uh, like bouncing on the birth ball and not the, it's not really a birth ball, you know, the exercise balls. There we go. I was bouncing on those a lot and 
and I would do like 10 squats in the shower every time I took a shower. Like I wanted her out, not because it was like, yes, it was getting painful and I was just like kind of achy, but like I was blessed with very good pregnancies. I'm very um, blessed and grateful that I had my body was willing and able and it could handle pregnancies. And I'm, I'm very grateful for that. And I know it's not that way for everybody. Um, and so I probably, you know, it wasn't like horrible. I just wanted her out because I just wanted to see her, you know, and, and like cuddle her and kiss her and love her. And it was just coming so close. And it, it almost is to the point where you don't know when it'll happen, but you're like, come on, just happen now. Like I'm ready. Let's go. And then it starts happening. And you're like, yes. Like, I don't know about you, but I was like, fuck yeah, let's go. Um, so I was supposed to get induced with Juliana on April 5th at, I think it was like 8 a.m. or something. It wasn't super early in the morning. April 5th at like 8 a.m. I had to go in and they were going to start. So I probably wouldn't, you know, start inducing me in. Um, if you didn't know, inductions most of the time can take longer because you're kind of like throwing your body into labor instead of like it happening naturally. Um, which getting induced is not a bad thing. Just, I was just explaining that. So they were thinking like, oh, especially since you're a first time mom, it could probably, it'll, it will also, that could also make it, um, take a little longer. So I was thinking, okay, like, and April 5th was on a Thursday. So I'm like, okay, by Friday, I'll probably have, have her on like the 5th or the 6th. And, um, then on that Tuesday, bear with me. I know the days are all messed up, but so I figured I'd have her on Thursday and Friday. And then that Tuesday I had a, one of the stress tests because since I was late, they wanted to do a stress test to make sure I was, you know, like she was breathing. Okay. Everything was good, all that. And then, so I did a stress test on Tuesday and then straight from there, I went to Fashion Valley, which is an outdoor um, mall, if you guys don't know. And we went to the Cheesecake Factory because my grandma had just retired from working at the high school since fucking forever. And so we went to the Cheesecake Factory and then we started, we walked around a little bit, like just to like Sephora and then another place. I think we walked in Nordstrom a little bit. I was with my two aunts, my grandma, my mom. And I think that's it. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll get you walking around all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, yeah, but I walk around every day. Like, this isn't going to help, whatever. And then, it, so like I said, it was Tuesday. So for Taco Tuesday, we went, me and Spencer went to the cafe. I got carne asada tacos. And I remember only eating like a little bit, like half or less than half of my meal. And I think I got two or three tacos, I think. I'm just like guessing. I can't remember those specific details. And... And I was like, oh, I don't feel good. And then I'm like, we're, gonna, we're just going to go home or whatever. I think like the cheesecake that I had earlier like was too much sugar and I don't feel good, whatever. I And then we get home and then at like, what time was it? At about 11, I think, I started feeling they weren't consistent contractions. Well, they started getting consistent very quickly, let me just say. But like at first I was just like, eh. And then I like went, I took a shower and then they say not to get to the hospital until your contractions are about like, I think three to five minutes apart. Um, but since we lived 45 minutes to an hour from the hospital, I told myself and knew myself like from five to seven minutes or it 
five minutes if they are feeling consistent and they're it's like moving fast and we're gonna leave then because we live far and not that I don't think I'll give birth in the car but it's just better to like get in and you know get all hooked up to all your shit that you got to get hooked up to and all that so at like 11 it was like five to seven minutes apart closer to five I call the hospital and they say oh wait till you're three to five minutes apart and then I was like yeah okay I hang up the phone I'm I kid you not and I was like sitting on the toilet at this point <laughs> not that I like was going to the bathroom but I like couldn't tell if I had to go so I was just like sitting on the toilet and I remember I was in not the bathroom in our room but I was in the other bathroom because I didn't want to wake Spencer up or like freak him out or anything and so I went into the other bathroom and as soon as I hung up the phone, like, cause I, I had a contraction timer app. So if, if you're a first time mom, you're, if you're going to be, if you're pregnant, if you're going to go into labor soon, there's so many different apps that have, uh, to time your contractions. You just press it, start when it starts, when it ends. And then again, you just keep basically pushing the button and it like calculates all of it for you. And so, um, as soon as I hung up the phone, my contractions were like started to become three minutes apart, um, one minute long each. And I'm like, okay, we got to go. And this, by this point, it was probably around like one or two because I remember leaving the house around two and we got there like right at like, or we left the house at two or two 30. We got there at like three or three 30. And so at this point it was Wednesday morning, like early Wednesday morning. And they were like, okay, you're dilated to, I believe if I was only at four, because usually they don't admit you, like depending on the hospital, again, it could be either like a four or five. Usually they don't like admit you unless you're dilated that much. And they're like, okay, you're dilated to a four. So we might have you walk around for an hour or two, see if you, if you dilate up to a five. And then they went in my chart and saw that I was supposed to get induced like a little bit over 24 hours later because this is at like four in the morning on Wednesday and I was supposed to get deuced at like eight in the morning on Wednesday. So they're like, yeah, no, we're just going to keep you. And I'm like, thank you, which is good because they kept me and um, they kept me in and then I remember just like laying down with a, I think they call it like a peanut thing. It's like a, a peanut shaped, like it's kind of like a, it's not like a pillow. It's kind of like a like a exercise ball in a way and they had me like lay on my side and put that in between my legs to help and then at 6 a.m I got my um epidural at 6 a.m and then they woke broke my water around oh I can't remember when they broke my water probably around like 9 or 10 and um I didn't start I started pushing at I believe like close to 11 and I had her at 11 29 a.m in the morning so if you're like doing the math like my full labor from the minute I started contractions woke up in the middle of the night until I had her was like straight 12 hours if you're talking active labor it was probably like like what like probably half of that like five or five or six hours but like pushing I only pushed for like 30 minutes or so so and they were, everyone in the room was like, oh my gosh, you're only, this is your first kid. And I was like, yes, like, and they're like, wow, you did really good. And you know, you did really good. And like your labor was really fast and like you didn't tear anything. And I was like, sweet, that was freaking awesome. Like it was, it was very, very good. And so I was like, okay, 
So I had a very wonderful pregnancy and I had, <clears throat> I have a healthy newborn and I'm healthy. We had a great labor, great delivery. So in my head, I'm like, not in, not in a bad way, but I'm in my head, I'm like, okay, like something's going to go wrong though. Cause like, that's just how you get when you're anxious, you know, you're like, not like wrong, like terribly wrong. You're like, okay, but like, I can't just have this like super like textbook, great pregnancy, great labor, great delivery. Like what am I going to struggle in is kind of like what I was thinking. And hey ladies, and I was going to say gentlemen, but they're probably gone by now. If I do have gentlemen even listening, ladies, breastfeeding is a bitch. It's amazing and wonderful and beautiful but it can be a fucking bitch. And you know what? It sucks because I was on this breastfeeders page before I even, um, before I even had Juliana. I was like reading up, researching all this stuff. I had a good, uh, a good friend who was like, uh, I had a few good friends actually who breastfed their babies, um, like a year and a half in, like, you know, they're avid breastfeeders. They knew their shit. And I researched and I would always ask questions about breastfeeding as well instead of just pregnancy. And so I felt like I was pretty, I didn't want to say cultured, but pretty knowledgeable for being um, a first-time mom before even having a child. I feel like I was pretty knowledgeable when it came to breastfeeding. And Juliana, she latched perfect is what they said. And because I had several people look in the hospital. She latched perfectly everything and they, like my... Um, I was bleeding very bad in my, in my, you know, area where they breastfeed. And, um, they thought, oh, like, you're just a first time mom. Like, it's okay. Like, sometimes they can make it so where it's like feels raw and everything. So, you know, just relax. They'll get used to it. Um, and then I talked to even my, my aunt and a few other people who also had a hard time, like, starting out. And they said, like, by week six, by six to eight weeks, like, you'll probably be fine, and you'll probably stop, stop bleeding, and, and, um, she would make me bleed, basically, until I stopped, until I weaned her at six months, and I, um, I suffered very badly, because she would make me bleed, and she would be, um, feeding for, like 45 minutes and actively feeding as well it wasn't like she was just like sucking in her sleep like she would she would be actively eating and swallowing and then as soon as I would get her off I would have like a 15 to 30 minute break and then I'd have to feed her again and I was in pain very badly and I like I it's not that I don't think that formula is bad I just was so committed to nursing her and I loved nursing her and I loved seeing like all my you know all my friends and stuff like they all like I said they all nursed until you know they were like 18 months or so their children and I just don't know why she she just was a, I, I used to say she was a piranha, and she really was, and I was struggling very badly because I was so committed to breastfeeding that I didn't want to stop, and then finally, I, I tried to, I, and I tried to pump too, but my, 
my nipples were so shot that pumping and pumping fucking hurts in general, but my nipples were so shot that like pumping wouldn't make, wouldn't even help. And, um, I was engorged because she wasn't even do, you know, she was getting some, but not, not as much as I knew she could. And it just hurt really bad and it was horrible. And I just didn't want to quit though, because I loved her and I just loved, I loved nursing her, even though I fucking, I, I hated it, but I loved it. And so, um, finally at six months, I started bottle feeding her and I felt a lot better. It was like, I didn't realize how much mentally it was affecting me until I stopped and I weaned her. And like I said, like I had a different breastfeeding relationship with Tatum our breastfeeding relationship was great. I pumped because I was uh, working at the time. So I'd pump for her. And so she would get like some pumping, some milk that I pumped for her and some formula. So she was like a hybrid, as you call it, when I went back to work. And then I would nurse her when we got home and nurse her at night if she woke up at night. And she didn't hurt me at all. And so, but the only reason why I stopped Tatum was because um, Spencer and I both got really good job opportunities and the days were 10-hour days, and I was a, a road construction flagger, so I was outside. There was really no way for me to pump. Like, yeah, I'm sure I could have made it work and talked to my foreman about making it work, but to me, I was like, no, she's old enough now, because she was around six months when that, when this happened as well. Or no, she was um, seven, no, eight months, actually. So I was like, you know, our time, our time's done. She'll be fine on formula, and so that's when I weaned Tatum, but I just wanted to like say like I hope this story doesn't deter you from breastfeeding. This story is for you to hear it and to listen and to know that fed is best because that's a huge thing that you can get mom guilt for is bottle feeding versus breastfeeding. It's like this huge thing and you go to the doctor's office and when you first have your baby they give you a notebook of how things how to take care of your baby and you get many pamphlets and a lot of these pamphlets talk about breast is best and how to breastfeed and lactation consultants and etc 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 and so it's good breastfeeding is good but don't be shamed into breastfeeding don't be shamed if you feel like you need to give your child formula just know that as long as your child is fed they will be happy. And another thing is a happy mom is a happy baby. And that was that took me a long time to realize too because I was so stressed about breastfeeding. You can ask anyone that was around me frequently, um, specifically my Spencer, my husband. And he we still talk about it to this day. And he's like, I don't know. Like I wanted to like tell you you needed to stop but you didn't want to stop and I didn't know how to tell you like you're hurting yourself like mentally I was hurting myself I was drained her sleep schedule was fucked up because she wasn't getting enough milk that's why she kept eating all the fucking time and um so anyway the point of this story is I just wanted to talk about a little bit about mainly my birth experience with Juliana. I know I spoke a little bit about Tatum, but I will have another episode up 
next week more talking about Tatum and how being pregnant with a toddler and adjusting to from one to two. I'm definitely going to do an episode like that. But I just wanted to talk about um, my mainly my breastfeeding experience. Um, there's a lot of advice I could give you on breastfeeding, but I don't want to sit here and preach all this advice. Like, So if you just the bottom line is a happy mom is a happy baby or a happy mom means a happy baby and fed is best not bottle not breastfeeding is best fed is best make sure your baby is fed and it's actually really awesome when you do formula feed because when you're breastfeeding you get to bond with your baby so much your baby was with you in the womb and then your baby you're nurturing your baby on the outside as well when they're born and it's amazing but sometimes poor dad doesn't really get to bond with their baby when you're uh, when you're a breastfeeding mom and so it's really important to even if you are fully committed to breastfeeding I think it's really important to try and pump a little bit and try to give that time for dad and give yourself a break but give dad that time to really bond with the baby as well by feeding the baby and spending time with the baby and snuggling the baby as they fall asleep in your arms as you're feeding them. Um, so, yes, I just wanted to say those things. Needed to really get it off my chest. Not really, but um, I just wanted, I keep saying I just wanted. I'm very sorry. I'm, I'm horrible at, like, getting phrases and then just repeating them throughout the podcast. If that bothers you, I'm sorry. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to my journey and come back for next week for more motherhood journey and we're going to be talking more about motherhood because I feel that I have a lot of moms listening and it's it's always fun hearing other people's experiences on things, especially when you're like willingly listening to a podcast or like a YouTube video or even just casually talking to your friends, you don't feel as pressured. You don't feel like you're getting um, unsolicited advice because it's not really talking, you know, advice. It's just, it's just like mom girl talk, you know. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed and I will talk to you next week. If you're listening to this on Friday when it drops, have a great weekend. Be sure to follow my Instagram page at Born on the First Pod. Give me a rating and review and subscribe. And I love you guys.